Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a wonderful show today. It's about children's emergency response plans. And Rob, my emergency response plan right now would be just to go, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it true? I think sometimes it gets the better of us because we think we're so prepared and then all of a sudden something happens and that's the first thing we do is ah we just freak we scream we just get uh, we we kind of lose it but yeah it, it is difficult isn't it when an emergency comes it is very difficult and you know and i'm the emergency mom in town since i work from home rob and i live in a rural community and we have that big van you know the great big you know uh, sherman tank by sherman tank van when we had that unexpected snowstorm in southern california here that crippled everything and nobody could get up you know the mountain roads i ended up with six kids in my van only one of them related to me because the school's like okay we've got to evacuate everybody's got to go and i'm like okay Hey, give me these kids and you know off we go and I had I didn't have anybody's you know permission slip I didn't have anything you know I yeah. just I just grabbed up these kids and they all came to my house you know where I called the parents and you know the oh, parents we have agreements on that since they work in downtown Los Angeles and can't get up here but I I thought about today's show because I'm just a scoop and go scoop the kids up and go yeah yeah, I have to say, uh, I got to tout a little bit of my Girl Scout experience to to this. Is that so many times we are so prepared, we had everything in a Ziploc bag, we had permission slips, we had contact information, anything, so that you just pick up the bag and you walk out what out of the campsite, you walk out of the museum, you walk out wherever you are going. Um, I have to say that gave me the, the the. So now I do find myself. Do I have everything in my cell phone do i have the list of medications when i'm going away for the day do you know all those little things that you think um oh you know i don't need that today but lo and behold something happens and thank goodness you were prepared well and we don't really schedule emergencies it's not like well, you know no. next, next thursday we're gonna have an emergency snowstorm and you know yeah. have an emergency you know, or a fire we get firestorms up here too yeah but yeah. that's why I'm really happy uh, to have Martha Hartney with us today because she's got this cool website, and um, I'm going to give everybody the website to look up so that they can kind of follow along while we're talking. Um, and it's go g o uh, chirp c h e r p dot com. So just remember go chirp dot com, and that's Children's Emergency Response Plan. And without further ado, we're going to welcome Martha onto the show because we're going to have tons and tons of questions. I just know it. Martha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Sandra. Nice to meet you and to be able to share what I know with you. Right. 
Oh, I think it's great because military families have so many different issues when it comes to, you know, just a typical, you know, pickup or a drop off. It, it can be so convoluted um, with respect to the military environment, especially if mom and dad or both mom and dad are deployed overseas. I mean, there's so many just different conditions that that we we have to deal with. And higher risk than most families as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and being sensitive to uh, the great service that our military members do and leaving their families behind, um, I think of it as kind of leaving a child with one kidney, actually. Oh, and when, wow. And when we think of it that way, we have to take excellent, excellent, extended care of our children. Um, and fortunately, military moms, my observation of, of being in a military family, although I'm not a member of the military myself, is that military moms stick together and rely on each other um, and become lifelong friends. Um, so this is where actually your cooperative, the, the village that you're creating among yourselves can be super supportive and helpful um, in an emergency to make sure that your kids are cared for the way you really want them cared for. Absolutely. So tell us a little about the Parents Patriae program. Um, well, Parents Patriae is not a, a not a program. It's actually a doctrine. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. This is um, something that when I went to law school, I didn't quite have a handle on, but going to law school really helped me to understand the the legal forces at play around families, which we don't really think about. Um, I just want to make sure you can hear me okay. We're fine. Yeah, we can hear you okay. great. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't normally understand what's really happening in the law underneath our families. So as I went to law school, um, when my children were in full-time school, I went as a mom, picking apart everything that I learned from the perspective of the head of a family. Like, how does this impact our children? How does this impact our family unit and our relationships? Um, and what I discovered is there's this this one unique, strange old doctrine that we never talk about and we don't really hear about, but it's called parents patriae, and it means parent of the nation. Um, it's the doctrinal power under which the government is in charge of our families if we can't run them ourselves. So many people make this a mistake or make a, just a logical error thinking that our next of kin, uh, the person closest to us, our families, our, uh, our babysitters have, in, have some legal power over our families. They don't. Um, the mistake is that actually the government is the next in line of authority over our children if something happens to us. So that's what I wanted to, to, to kind of throw out there and let people sort of work with a little bit. What does that mean? What are the implications of that type of a doctrinal power in our governmental systems um, when something happens to one or both parents? Now, does that mean that it's something that takes place until uh, either a will or a, a uh, DPOA comes into um, ha has been reviewed or or been uh, accepted, or is this uh, if that is not in place at all? Um, well, actually, let, let's pick that apart because you're bringing up a good okay. point about how how a parent can actually intervene in the parents patrie lineage by placing their own responders between the government and their children. Okay. So if we think of it as like a, lin a lineage or a line of authority, there's you and your spouse. If your spouse is out of the country, there's really only one person on the ground who can uh, wield your parental powers in any given moment. 
if something happens to you, those children, uh, the, the next in line of authority is our governmental systems, which will show up as police, child protective services, I, I would imagine military police um, on base, and child protective services, health or the Health and Human Services Agency, wherever you're at. So if something happens to the person, the parent who's still here, then those authorities have to take our children into protective custody. They don't have any choice um, because it's their job. It's their next in line, and um, they all know that. So, you know, when we're thinking about where what's actually happening, we want to know to the minute, like, where are my children and who has legal authority over them if I am not available? And what you brought up, I'm, I'm not sure if that was Sandra or Robin. It was Robin. But the, Robin both of us. <laughs> great, great. Is that you can put in place legal guardians or delegates who can take control of your children in an emergency situation and thereby relieve the government of that duty. Does that make sense? Now, what about in the case of a divorce? Like my ex-husband and I are divorced and, and you know, if, if the parents are divorced and you can't find either parent, like how does this work? Do they, how do the kids even know there's, how does the state even know there's a protection or there's a order in place or something? I don't know what the right word is, but you know, that they know what to do. That, that's actually what the Children's Emergency Response Plan on that website does. And make sure that emergency responders know who to call and how. So the very first step is to put into place two legal documents that surround your children with legal caregivers on a short-term basis and a long-term basis. Does that make sense? So first we yes. want legal documentation in place that authorizes, say, three or four people in your local base of operations who can take legal custody of your children in the minutes and hours after something happens. And then we also want to make sure that parents nominate their guardian in a separate freestanding document that is not inside of a will. Typically, it's been done inside of a will, but that's not really the proper place for it. It should be its own document. Um, in which case, now we have short-term and long-term guardians who can take custody of our children, and then we want to make sure that all of those um, hard-working first responders know who to call, because when they're on the scene of an accident or something happening, you know, they'll be looking in your glove box, they'll be looking in your purse or your handbag or your diaper bag, they'll be looking in your phone. Um, so what we make, make sure of is that all of in all of those natural places where they're bound to look for some direction from you, there's something obvious right there, mm-hmm. right? So we want to make make their job easy. It almost sounds sort of like when uh, you're doing estate uh, resolution. It's it sounds like it's almost avoiding probate if you have everything in place. Uh, you're you're able to get through probate a little bit easier and it sounds like it's about the same the same thing yeah that's what all of the state planning is about is paving yeah. the way easing the yeah. way making the yeah. just facing the skids <laughs> uh martha we're we're going to be going to uh, a break uh very shortly so on the other side of the break we have a lot more to dissect with all of this because i think first of all we have to accept that this could happen i think we are always saying oh we don't need to set up a will oh we don't need to do that we're we're young we're we're vital this isn't we 
we don't want to, but we have to face it. So getting beyond that and then getting down to the nitty gritty of what those steps might be. Um, mm-hmm. Martha, I hope you can help identify those. Excellent. Today we're with Martha Hartney. Uh, she is with Chirp, C-H-E-R-P dot, oh, excuse me, it's go Chirp, C-H-E-R-P dot com, the mm-hmm. Children's Emergency Response Plan. Um, this is really intriguing because we certainly know uh, we, we want to provide for our children financially. We want to provide, we often will have godparents for our children. But when it really comes down to it, we do need to have legal protection for our children and a legal um, a plan of action, if you will. Sometimes it's temporary, but sometimes it may be uh, for their future. And those are the things that we need to identify. Um, we're here on Military Mom Talk Radio. And Martha, where are you calling from before I, we go to break? I just want to know what neck of the woods you're in. I am in Boulder, Colorado. A beautiful front range, yes. <laughs> yes. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's Have you seen the video of the little seal that jumped into the back of a boat to escape being eaten by killer whales? A family was whale watching near Vancouver Island, British Columbia, when they noticed a pod of orcas swimming around their boat. All of a sudden, a harbor seal swam up to the stern of their boat and jumped in with the orcas hot on his tail. When a whale leaps out of the water, exposing most of its body, it's called breaching. There are 32 different species of seals distributed throughout the world and are found from polar to tropical waters. The largest concentrations of seals in the U.S. are in California and New England. Everyone who has seen the video agrees this was one lucky seal. What's another word for the fear of the sea? Thalassophobia. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting today and learning about children's emergency response plans. Who needs them? Why we need them? And I'm going to bring up one uh, question that I have because I am divorced, and the kids do split time between the two families. And what happens when we can't agree? You know, and everything's all rosy, which <laughs> I don't know many rosy divorces, but at some point maybe they get rosy. But 
Um, <clears throat> when parents can agree, that's one thing. But if parents disagree, what um, what do we do? Good question. Um, is this Robin? No, it's Sandra. It's Sandra. <laughs> Sorry, I can't distinguish your voices yet. Okay, so this is like we get this question a lot. Uh, what happens if we're not together? How do we approach our children's emergency response planning? Um, well, one one of the baseline rules uh, to know is that if something happens to one parent, the other parent is automatically the custodial parent 100% of the time, and there's there's nothing we can do about that. Um, there's no shifting. There's no uh, trying to redirect our parenting time to another person. Your, our children just go with the other parent 100% of the time. Um, that is as long as the parental rights have not been terminated or restricted or supervised or anything like that. So, you know, for most of us, that's how just things are. Um, when parents divorce, like I'm also divorced, um, my ex-husband and I did agree and we continued to agree on the nomination of our children's long-term guardian um, throughout their growing up years. That's ideal if we can collaborate with our uh, children's other parent on the nomination of guardianship, great, but it's not required. Uh, another piece of the like legal framework is that each parent has the fundamental right to the care, custody, and control of our children, and they are um, vested in each parent fully. So if, if one parent wants to create a children's emergency response plan and appoint three or four local, local caregivers to take custody of children, we generally will want the other parent, if they're local, to be at the top of the list. I mean, that's the obvious choice. And then name a few other alternates in case they're not available. For a long-term guardian, the person who would care for our children until they become an adult, uh, until they're 18, um, they don't, you, can do, you can create your own legal documents. And you don't have to confer with the other parent. Um, and you don't even have to mention it to them. There's no requirement that you collaborate, that you have anything in agreement there. Um, if they were to differ, uh, one parent has a has a plan, the other parent has done a separate plan, state law would decide whose is going to be used first, who would be the prominent one, or the primary one. And in, in our state in Colorado, what we do know there, somebody actually thought through this at the state level, which is unusual. Um, <laughs> our our state law says that the last parent to pass away, the last parent to die, it is their guardianship nomination that is used first. Right, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, makes I, can't, sense. I can't make that statement around for all, all 50 states. I don't know that even all the states have thought through that far, but that's how it is here, and uh, that seems reasonable to me. Well, in the absence of, and this is where I, I'm, I'm saying tongue in cheek for all the lazy step or the lazy fathers out there. If the mother puts a a, a, a legal document in place and the father does nothing, um, that would pretty much cement the deal, wouldn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, Ooh, we like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've done a lot of shows on high conflict divorce and, you know, in the military, especially, and even in the first responder families, we do see a lot of contentious, high conflict divorce, a lot, I think, because of the personalities that are attracted to these positions. And so the question I always get in social media is like, my ex-husband won't answer me on this. My ex-husband won't. So here's the answer, girls. If I'm correct, Martha, if you put it in place and your husband is too busy, doesn't care, won't talk to you or your ex-husband, 
husband and you you put it in place you know you've done everything in your power you can to assure that your children will be cared for in the manner you would and if he's not around and he doesn't do it too bad so sad pretty much yeah I mean I have had to say that to, to other moms and occasionally dads you know just proceed with your best guess with your best planning um, for your kids and um, that's all we can ever do is to, do, to sleep at do, night do state laws uh, interfere or com- complicate any of these um, st- standards that that you're you're saying are part of this parents patrie? No, that's really the, that's an overarching doctrinal power that's that exists in every every part of our law. Um, but states do have like different flavors of of certain how certain documents should be formalized, notarized, witnessed. Um, what we just do to make these ubiquitously applicable in all fifty states is just we make sure that they're witnessed and notarized everywhere, um, and that way they can be used wherever you're at. Uh, so, I, so I wouldn't say that it does. You know, the, the overarching constitutional rules give parents broad power to express their desire for their children in all circumstances. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know, actually, in that mm-hmm. because the military is obviously moving a lot. So they may start out in uh, New Mexico but end up in um, – Italy. Somewhere on the East Coast, or, yeah, or overseas, or you know, okay. there are so many um, uh, states that they're going. But of course, they they would have a legal residence. But yeah, it it does become complicated mm-hmm. for the military. But how well, that- does that when when like let's say you're on American soil in Italy or you're on a base overseas, what what does that does that change anything? Well, there wouldn't be a state law that would be applicable to um, that base, I don't believe. But I think that your state of residence law would follow you. That makes sense. Is is what I'm guessing, if I recall this this concept. Um, yeah, and your, your constitutional rights always follow you no matter where you're at. So one of, one of the things I'd like to mention is the idea of, of moving so frequently Um reminds me to describe how important it is to have those temporary parental delegates, also known as temporary guardians. So everywhere that a family moves, you'll set down new roots and make new friends. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So this, like using a children's emergency response plan, the way we've created it is super helpful so that every time you move, you can appoint three or four new local temporary people and you don't have to spend a ton of money to do it. And so you just, to, just upload them online? Like, do you just mm-hmm. put them in or, and, or yeah. upload the notarized documents? Like how, how does it work? Yeah, that, that's actually how it works. We've created an online legal self-help solution for this. So you don't need to see a lawyer. You don't have to go see the JAG. You can just go online. Um, we have a special pricing for military moms. It's like a wicked steal. Um, and then the update for that is also um, super cheap. So you don't have to like spend a ton of money on a lawyer to do something everybody needs to do pretty much the same way. Um, yeah, it's really easy. It's like 30 minutes or less. Very easy. A yeah. wicked steal. You say a wicked steal. You from the East by chance. <laughs> I think we're up from Connecticut. There I you go. Say, cruel, a 
and cold. You have to be Upper East Coast <laughs> to say that. Rob and I interview people from all over the world, and we always sit here going, oh, she's from Toronto. Like, oh, she's going to be the Upper East Coast. You know, it's it's fun to listen to everybody's, um, you know, they give their language away or give their origin away from their word I know. I couldn't resist. <laughs> And of course, especially everybody's being so wrapped up with the Super Bowl over the weekend. You had to get yeah. a little New England humor going in there. Go Patriots. <laughs> go I know. We've got another break coming up. So it, it, when we go to your website, this is something that we can do. And then we would print out, do we need to then get something notarized and just make sure that we keep these documents with us or at least on our person or easily accessible by those guardians? Well, actually, can I ask how much time is left before the break? Because I have a lot to say about that. We've got about three and a half minutes before break. So we might want to digest it on the other side of the break. But um, because we definitely need to have these sort of step by step broken down. Uh, And I I think so many times we know we're supposed to do something, but it's so hard to sit down and do it. And I'm so glad that you have this. When you go to the website, it is so easy to read through here. And, and actually look, there's some great imagery. There's some very simple directions to follow. It's very, very easy to go through this guide. Um, and, and this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important for people to get a cup of coffee, sit down and say, all right, we need to do this. We need to get it taken care of. Because when you have something like this hanging over your head, it's so ominous. You know you've got to do it. You're thinking, oh God, I really need to sit down and do this. And we we always put it off. And these are the things that we can't put off. We really do need to face them. I think sometimes in the military, we're a little more easy to say, all right, we've got to update the will. And maybe that will gets updated once a year, once every six months or every time someone gets deployed. But um, I think for for many families, that's a difficult thing to do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you just real quick because we have two minutes? When did you start this website? How long has this been in existence? We well, I've been doing this work for seven years, ever since I got out of law school. Um, But but on a one-on-one family-to-family basis, we've done this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. But um, if it's just this last uh, fall that we launched the online self-help version. Um, where anybody in the country can go and use it. So it's never been done like this before. Um, And I'll tell you more about it after we come back from the break, uh, about how we set it up so you can actually do it all online without ever having to leave your even your your seat. Oh, that's wonderful. Jammies and a cup of coffee, and we're ready to go. (laughs) And that's why it is called Go Chirp, G-O-C-H-E-R-P.com. It's that easy and it's that simple. Um, We're very, very appreciative, Martha, because uh, obviously somebody like you just needed to take this by the reins and just take, uh, get this organized and now all of us can benefit from it because no matter where you're, you are in your life, you do need to make plans and you do Mm -hmm. need to be prepared. Uh, we are with, um, 
a wonderful this is inspirational actually Martha we were with Martha Martha Hartney um, and her website again is go chirp c-h-e-r-p dot com uh, we're going to be back in just a moment with Martha for lots more information so don't go away uh, if you want more information on our show or any of our other shows you're going to want to visit military mom talk radio.com we're on itunes we are available anytime we've got oh my goodness how many shows now 250 shows for y'all to to listen to they're wicked good (laughs) (laughs) sure they are wicked good (laughs) we've got lots more ahead stay with us on military mom talk radio Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It's words you never heard. If you're like me, sometimes you have trouble choosing between being a couch potato or going out. Hey, it's a big decision for a scabberlotchers. A scabberlotcher or a ragabash is another word for a lazy person. Well... A couple from California seems to have solved the problem by inventing a motorized sofa. You may think they're just spinning their wheels, but people have spotted the couple cruising down the street on their drivable Davenport in West Los Angeles and Santa Monica. No word yet on the couple's identity, but a man claiming to be a relative said it's all well within the norm for his fun-loving cousin. I don't know if this Chesterfield on wheels is street legal, but either way, I think the police would have to put up quite a chase before they could coach him. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting today with Martha Hartney, and we're talking about the Children's Emergency Preparedness Plan, or um, why... I, you know, I, I know this sounds silly because we're, you know, we're, we're halfway through the show. And if you like today's show, you can check it out on iTunes um, under Military Mom Talk Radio. But what are some scenarios that this would come into play? Are we talking about plane crashes? Are we talking about car accidents? Are we talking about blizzards? Like, I, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, like, what, what, can you paint a scenario where this would come into play and then how it would work with the first responders? Oh yes, I can paint many. <laughs> it's it's kind of like I could go off uh, into a maze of terrible scenarios. But we break it down into a bunch uh, like it's six D's. 
There's death, disability, disappearance, detention, delay, and deportation. So any of those scenarios where a parent or both parents cannot reach their child, um, we can deploy a children's emergency response plan to make sure that our first responders don't have to act. Because if we don't do something, they don't have a choice. But, but to take our children in a squad car or um, uh, in a fire truck or wherever they're going to, they, they, they're re required to secure the safety and um, well-being of our children if we can't get there. So if we can't do it, they'll do it. But the Children's Emergency Response Plan can empower other people so that, uh, so that we can leave our first responders doing what they do best, which is not to care for our children. Um, they, they're wonderful people and they're great people, but they don't know our kids. And our kids don't necessarily want to be taken a ride in a squad car down to the police station. So we want to empower our people to do that. Um, I've also heard, I've, I've visited with law enforcement officials locally in our local DA's office to go through this plan. Like, how could we make sure that all these first responders know everything they need to know um, and call the people that they're supposed to call on the ground in the moment? And they, all, they look through all of our materials and our kit, which is a deployment kit, to assess you know, whether this would actually do the job. And it, it does, actually. What they need to know is uh, they need to have a lock screen on our phones. They need to have instructions in our cars in case of a car accident. Then we need to have an ID card in our wallet because they're going to be looking through our wallet for their for our ID and any instructions. Um, so uh, the kit, as it's been developed, is in de developed with first responders in mind. Well, and it reduces the trauma on the kid. Like I, I had an example in my family where, um, you know, things happened with my children and had something been in place like this. I mean, they were returned to me um, eventually, but mm -hmm. the trauma in the interim could have mm -hmm. been highly mitigated. And, it, you know, and if, if that happened and the kids, they couldn't return the kids for me. And I love those D's like, you know, detention means, you know, single moms do go to jail and, mm -hmm. Uh, single dads go to jail. You can go to jail for drug possession or, you know, drunk driving. And, you know, all of a sudden you are off the base, off the streets, and your kid's waiting to come home from school. And, you know, unfortunately, that's a sad reality that we have to deal with. So um, if you think that there's even the remotest possibility as a single parent of that happening to you and mom or dad is not in the picture or can't be in the picture, you know, these were scenarios that honestly, Martha, I never thought of. I just immediately went to death, you know, like, okay, somebody dies overseas, whatever. Their kids are already placed because they're serving, whatever. All those scenarios went in my head. I didn't think about detention. I didn't think about, you know, being locked up for, you know, for drunk driving or drug possession. I didn't think about you know some of these other d's well sandra um, think about that gal who you uh sort of supported their son while she was in the hospital all of a sudden she was overseas had surgery and you were fortunately able to take care of this young man but what if you weren't there what if you that's know, true dad the dad flew him from the dad yeah. flew uh, a fifth grader uh from uh where were they i think brisbane to los angeles knocked on my door and said can you take him and i did for the next three months wow yeah. wow wow mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, Brad, I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, but there you go. I mean, when something happens overseas, it could just be, what if it was an appendectomy and you had an infection? You can't just hop on the plane and come home right away. Um, Martha, we do want to get into what the steps are on your site because you've just opened this portal to be able to be so user-friendly. Let's take us through uh, through these steps. Well, um well, at the, at the end of this, I will definitely offer you a coupon code that's just for your um, webcast here uh, so to bring the price down to uh, $198, $189, excuse me, just for military families. And what I wanted to show you, if I might, here, let me go to my... Okay, so we've built this portal to actually help you build a plan without having to leave the comfort of your own home. And really all you need to do to get started um, are some decisions and a purchase. So the decisions are what three or four people in your local base of operation will you empower to take custody of your children in an emergency? So we need three or four people, their names and their numbers and emails. Get that list. And then once you've decided on who your children's long-term guardians will be, and for long-term guardians, we're actually looking for a list of three in an order of priority, one, two, three. Um, once you have those decided, you sit down or click on order chirp. And you can purchase the chirp with the kit, this code that I'm about to give you. And then okay. it'll take you to a portal where you enter in a verification code and it'll walk you through um, as a system of just Data, get, data gathering. We don't ask for anything super sensitive like your social security or number or anything like that. We don't need it. And then it, our system will actually generate the documentation and send it to our online notary partner in Virginia, where they will contact you within 15 minutes to set up a notary signature session. And you can sit there and notarize a witness electronically right from your screen. Now, should we let our friends that we're giving this information uh, of of them being, we should probably qualify that first before they get any kind of mail from you saying, oh, by the way, we have you as, as a legal guardian. That's right. Yeah, the system actually does generate the paperwork for the temporary parental delegates. Those are like temporary guardians. Mm -hmm. And we do send them a letter with the documentation that's signed, witnessed, and notarized to let them know that they have the power to take your children into custody if something happens to you and how to care for their paperwork mm -hmm. and what to, do, what to say and do if they're called upon to act. You know, we want them to show up with the paperwork in hand to tell the police officers or whoever whoever's with your child, I've got these children, you can, let, you can stand down uh, and go about your business because I've got this. So we actually communicate with them from the That's, end of the company. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so you do want to talk to them about it. Well, well sure. I, I, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, idea. although you were surprised, Sandra, when all of a sudden you had your little friend for three months, that was a, a little bit of a surprise. But it would be nice to have this sort of prefaced and with at least some kind of agreement and obviously um, some kind of whether there be a faith-based um, 
directive that you would like to leave or any other I, I here are the relatives that we want our children to still be in touch with or you know all of those kinds of things I'm sure we would want to share as well yeah when you think about the minimization of chaos like you know I just think about like you know when I had the little boy come live with me and you're right like aunts and uncles were calling me out of the blue going we want to come see him does he need clothes to start school like it was so overwhelming and you know had had um i had something like this or had a little bit of notice would have been better sure um but the other thing i think about with a with a something like this is when you're the friend like i'm you know I have some things with my friends who, if they die, I get custody of their kids. And, you know, that's the, the legal thing for, for, for the will. But if something happened in the interim of when that happened and the kids come to my house, there's like that big gray area in the middle there going, well, if they're skiing in Aspen and their parents both die in a car accident and the kids are left there and there's no directive, I, I don't have anything to come and say, hey, I'm the person, other than to wait for that will to go to the judge. Like, like that would be just a huge big mess, wouldn't it, Martha? Exactly. That's why we want to clean up the mess <laughs> and make sure everybody knows what they're supposed to do and have the right paperwork in hand. Right, because I couldn't go help. I know I'm supposed to. I know the parents have told me they've given me a copy of the will. But you can't just go with a piece of paper, a notarized piece of paper and a will and go, okay, turn over the kids. I can't imagine they're just going to turn over the kids to me at that point. Well, if someone is living, their will isn't even active. So we can't use it. Um, So if somebody is anything but dead, a will doesn't actually suffice to convey that power that we need over a child. That's why we put it in a separate document. Does it become a like an addendum to, say, a durable power of attorney then? Um, it's even separate from that. It's its yeah. own thing. But yeah. it's like a power of attorney. It's like its own individual power of attorney over my child while I'm still right. living. Right. So, and we, may, we pull it out because this is out of those other two documents, make it their, its own thing because that's the piece you're going to want to change more often than not. You oh, know, if sure. you're moving... Or you, or something is uh, it has occurred with a, a permanent guardian that you no longer want to be your child's guardian, or your child yeah. grows up enough that they have a, an opinion on that. Yeah. Um, the the guardianship issues are going to change most. Yeah. You know yeah. that's the thing. That's I right. have a friend who asked me to step in because the mom that she chose has is going under breast cancer treatment, and they're like, okay, yeah. we need to make this change. Right. Yeah. It's just good practice to have it be its own separate freestanding document and not inside of a will. Yeah. Although that's been the practice for probably 150 years. We're, sure. But we're a different culture now. We're in a, we live differently. Um, so it's time to respond to that and actually just take greater care. Uh, it is because I, th- I think families have always had a godparent for their children, but this uh, this is not, I mean, this could very well be while someone is still alive, like you say, and yeah. how important this kind of directive is. And I, I can see the peace of mind that it's going to give parents because once you know that this is in place and know how easy it is to update, uh, it's certainly going to be uh, just as much a part as, as it is, you know, you got to pack up the china, you know, you got to to change the the chirp order uh yeah. so we certainly want <laughs> Rob, Rob does all the advertising yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more with martha hartley in a moment 
Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0-100 hours to 23:59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Mike McMillan from Ontario, Canada, was driving to a meeting when he saw what looked like a can of cola moving around on the side of the road. Curious, he stopped to investigate and discovered a skunk had gotten its head stuck in a soda can. After a moment of abulia, or indecision, he decided to try and save the potentially woofy animal. Woofy is another word for a smelly. He grabbed the can and engaged in dang swaying, or a cooperative tug of war with the skunk, all the while hoping he wouldn't get sprayed. Finally, the skunk managed to pop its head out of the can and land safely on the ground. After a brief stare down, the skunk turned and ran into the woods. What's another word for running away in fright? Funkify. It's marching down. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting today with Martha Harte, and we are talking about these emergency preparedness plans for our kids. Now, I just have a quick question before I turn the mic over to Rob. Um, do we need one of these plans for each of our children, or is it for the whole, like, do we cover all kids at once? It covers all kids at once. Thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, I was thinking about that going. That know, was a now. good question, Sam. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, I've got one kid that lives with me full time, another kid that lives with me part time, same dad. Just, you know, kids are treated differently, especially by the court. So, um, you know, we need to know if this is an all encompassing plan. And does it, when we have another child, do we just add them to the plan? Like add that, add them in like baby Jane just came a month ago. So we upload her like we would a change. Well, actually the, the legal documents envision that more children can arrive. So they're actually built that way. So you don't have to change it for the arrival of a new child. Um, it actually says any minor child of mine. So Ooh. if you have baby number three, they're automatically included. You don't have to rush back for that. Although you may want to, you know, you may want to at that time start ch- thinking about is the fit of my guardian with now my, my larger family still 
good. That might be well, and true, that. I can think of, of a 14-year-old having definitely different needs than, say, that two-month-old. So I, I might want to have, uh, as, as much as I'd want to keep my family together and my children together, it, it may be, behoove them to be with different people to be right. able to help them. Yeah. Um, a, a little side note is that for families that are blended, where there are parent, children from two separate relationships, um, that would we would want um, the parents to do separate children's emergency response plans for children that aren't um, shared. Does that make sense? So even though they may share a house, if they don't share legal parentage, we definitely want the legal parents to take care of their own children. Um, and then if they share children, they could do one of those together. Hmm. Well, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you see uh, growing with your uh, organization with Chirp? Uh, I, this this seems like it is uh, already grown leaps and bounds in the seven years that you said <laughs> it's it's begun. Um, where what do you hope to see in the near future? Actually, I hope every family has one of these from the day yeah. their children are born. Um, we all know we're supposed to nominate guardians. What we don't know is that we need to actually go farther than just what we've been told. Um, and my wish is that that at the minute a child is brought into the world, that the parent thinks about, and it's hard to think about the possibility of not being here while they're there, but to set up to set them up for success, um, even in a tragic situation. Like, how can we make sure to minimize the damage on their psyche, on their spirit, if something happens to us, and put them into the arms of those that we trust with our children um, quickly and easily, and do that from the day they're born. Um, and, and, And no more, like, wandering around trying to figure out, like, am I doing this right? You know, there is a way to do this. It's very easy to prescribe. And all we needed was a little bit more time, a little bit more technology, uh, and a little bit more movement in our law to make these able to be witnessed and notarized online. We're there now. And every family should have one. Do you have communication with family services in states or uh, like through, I'm thinking all the stuff you get when your child starts school, that first week of school, you get inundated with all the paperwork and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I would think if, um, at least if uh, social services had this information, even on the state level, uh, it would, because certainly when my children were little and I'm almost as old as the dinosaurs right now, my kids, uh, never had this kind of um, preparedness. Um, yeah, I have been in contact with, our, well, I, I live in Colorado and I practice here, so I have been in contact with the sure. Health and Human Services departments here on occasion. And, um, you know, their, their resources are so stretched. They don't have time to educate us all on what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, yeah, I wish, you know, I wish families did this kind of planning, but they're not going to get out there and tell everybody they need to do it because they, they're built, the, the Child Protective Services and Health and Human Services departments are built for families in crisis and they're already underfunded and understaffed. So it's very important for us to take care of our business so as not to add to the burden on them. Let's like keep the governance of our children inside of the family units. Um, and among the people that we know, love, and trust, so they don't have to—they don't have to spend valuable uh, and um, 
and like not very ubiquitous resources on our stuff. Mm. You know, they, they need to be serving the families that are in crisis where the parents are uh, um, in domestic violence, drug, alcohol abuse and, and misuse. Um, so if we take care of our business, then the system can take better care of everyone else. Mm. Well, we definitely have our listeners are certainly so much more enlightened now. If they go to gochirp.com, you say that uh, you're offering a promotion for military moms. Yes. Yeah. And it's just for military. Um, We do ask, you know, this is sort of an honor system. If somebody's not in the military, we're not going to be checking on this. But it's a very, very steep discount. So it's ordinarily priced at $687, and the, the coupon code that I'm going to give you, and we will do a military family package, brings the price down to $189, which is a very, very steep discount. So we just ask people to really be honorable about that. Um, this is for families who are at greater risk and who are serving our country uh, for, for a whole lot less than they could make um, out in the uh, private sector. So... Um, please be honoring that. It's military moms. That's the code right now. Very easy to remember. Very, very uh, easy. <laughs> very, very easy to remember. And this, when they go to your website, uh, where do they start this um, this plan and be able to, it, uh, is it under order chirp or should they yeah. um, begin someplace else? No, it's right up under order chirp. So the um, there's a product listing. And the one that, that we really want people to work with is, hold on, let me pull it up on my site. Yeah. Hang on, I got to get to where you are. Under the order chirp, under the left hand, right hand side, it's, okay. um, it's full chirp with kit in notary. So we're looking okay. for an online, the online notarization and then the deployment kit that you see pictured there is a series of, um, of well, there's window stickers. There is a squawk screen, lock screen for your phone that you get to pick and put, put up on your phone. And there's glove box instructions, deployment instructions. We really want everybody to get the kit. Um, yeah. And when they sit down with this, we're, we're starting to get close to the end. What documents do we need when we sit down and, and begin this account? You, you don't need any documents. All you need are the names, numbers, uh, and addresses of the people that you're going to appoint. Oh, okay. You don't yeah, need a copy of the birth certificate or anything? No, no. Um, it, because it has to be witnessed and notarized, that's how we get our verification of identity on the other end. I but see. no, um, you know. I'm not really worried about anybody um, fraudulently <laughs> nominating guardians for anybody else, so we don't have to go that to that depth of verification. Yeah, well, it it just it, we're also used to uh, being document centric. I, I think there's so many times that you need to have every uh, document. I know my husband has folders that he still has to pull out all of these forms yes. and knows the name of each form that he's going to pull out when yeah. he when he does anything at the VA. Oh, well, that DD, the DDD-14, you've got oh, to yes. have that everywhere you, have you go. DDD-14, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, well, after you after you order and you go through the order cycle, it will send you an email with a verification code and a link to our um, back-end portal, which will draft the documents for you and then email them to our notary partner. 
who will then contact you. So it'll lead you through the system. You don't just, just follow the steps that it gives you. And then you'll notarize a witness right from your computer. So you do need a webcam. Um, it can be done from a, a, a smartphone or a tablet, um, but you just need access to a camera okay. and have your ID. So you do need an ID. You don't need the child's uh, own birth certificate, but your ID would be terrific. And then um, we will, once those are witnessed and notarized, we will assemble your kit and mail it to you within 10 business days. So it'll another folder will arrive on your doorstep with instructions about what to do then. Now, will these documents remain online? So if all of a sudden I do find myself in a, a, a location where I wasn't expecting to be detained of, in some nature, can I obtain these documents uh, on a cloud or are they available in my account? Um, I have to think through that. Actually, they are, yeah, they will actually have been emailed to you already. Okay. So they would be in there in your email. And we don't have yet like an auto deployment system. That is actually my next dream oh, is, good. you know, like an automatic, uh, alert to all the people who were supposed to act to their phones. We're not quite there yet. Um, we're still building that out. That'll probably be a year or two down the line. You call Southwest. They alert everybody every time my flight changes. They're, they've got a good system to model after. My my friend will be like, oh, my God. She's like, you're stuck in Baltimore. I'm like, how do you even know this? I didn't even know that. <laughs> so do you ship overseas or, you know, like oh, can you use like the yeah. FPO, the fleet post office, all, all that kind of stuff? Sure. If you can get mail there, we can mail it there. Got it. Yeah. Got it good. Yeah. And we can do a lot of these, uh, like uh, parents don't have to be in the same place. So their witness and notary session can actually be multiple sessions. If your spouse is overseas, we can still do it um, as long as we can time it right. You know, we do have to be in communication with that person to schedule a notary session. But yeah, that can be done too. It's pretty cool. What a resource. This is brilliant. This really, really is brilliant. Uh, I, I can only imagine uh, how many parents now are going to just feel, all right, I'm empowered. I've got this. Martha Hartney, thank you for all of this work that it took to put all of this into action and make it available to us. Thank you both. I appreciate you having me on your show. We are so yeah. appreciative, and we yeah. want to make sure everybody visits GoChirp, G-O-C-H-E-R-P, and you're going to want to go to where it says uh, Order Chirp on the navigation, and when you begin your account, you're going to want to enter Military Moms as your promo code because that's going to give you that significant discount uh, that Martha has made available just for our military listeners. So thank you, Martha, and thank you to all of you who have Join Sandra and myself, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. We hope to see you soon. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom 